This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. Welcome to Health and Living with me, T. Shaoik. Now, following news several months ago about a court blood banking company called Self-Safe International seeking liquidation, uh, there have been questions about um, what should happen with the court blood that has been stored by customers uh, in a bank or a banking facility like this? And uh, what do customers need to know about the next steps they could take and how the cord blood could be transferred safely? So joining me to discuss some of these questions today, Associate Professor Dr. Chua Kien Hui, a lecturer in the Department of Physiology at the Medical Faculty, University Kebangsaan Malaysia, about what options are available for parents who have kind of uh, maybe been left in limbo over their children's or cord blood. So um, this is a more general discussion. Prof Chua is speaking as an academic and a scientist in cell therapy, and we won't be um, discussing self cell safes uh, actual operations or the financial implications um, of this development. But if you do have questions about cord blood banking uh, and uh, perhaps what might happen in a situation like this where the cord blood needs to be transferred, you can call us at zero three double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp our U mobile number at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Prof Chua, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, good afternoon. And thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So uh, a bit of 101 first, of course, uh, if we can try and understand uh, what exactly is caught blood and uh, why um, is it being banged in, in situations like this? How could it be used to treat diseases? Perhaps you can explain sort of like the, hmm. the basics to us. All right. So cord blood is a blood that in the umbilical cord. And this cord is uh, needed to transfer the nutrients and oxygens uh, from the mother placenta to the fetus. Right. And in the blood, they have a lot of uh, stem cell. And this stem cell is important to synthesize or to make more blood cells. That's why it's called hematopoietic stem cell or stem cell responsible to make more blood cells. Mm. So in the blood cells, we have red cells, we have white cells, we have platelet. So these are three main groups. So the reasons for people being encouraged to store because cord blood has a similar property like the bone marrow. So we know bone marrow is needed when someone is in trouble of the bone marrow. That means a person's a patient that have a bone marrow problem, for example, malignancy, cancer, cancer such as uh, leukemia, lymphoma. So the bone marrow got problem. Mm-hmm. So the treatment is you have to change to a new bone marrow. Mm-hmm. So this new bone marrow need to come from a donor. And rather than try to find a donor which is match you, match the patient, and if very fortunate that the patient during the baby time and the cord blood was stored, so the baby will have, the these individuals will have the cord blood to save the person, to save himself. Because it's 100% match, it's come from yourself. Mm. And perhaps people will ask, why the cord blood is okay, but the bone marrow later on become problem? Because cancer can happen later in life, right? Mm-hmm. The cells continue multiplying. And eventually, they have some mutation. So the bone marrow become cancerous, become a cancer bone marrow. Mm. And the cord blood is fine because during that time, the cord blood is 
is uh, is okay, right? No mutation is normal, and the bone mar- uh, the cord blood is uh, similar like the bone marrow. Mm. So you can uh, you can you you can exchange. I mean, you can remove the problematic bone marrow and replace it with the cord blood that you already stored before. Mm. Yeah, that's one 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 of the usage and the reasons of people keeping the bone. This cord blood in the storage. So the cord blood uh, is then used in the same. This individual's cord blood, um, if it had been banked, would be used in that same person to create new bone marrow. Yeah, that's right. So that is the uh, first reason, right? The baby cord blood is kept to save in the later of the baby when they are developed into a child, mm-hmm. the bone marrow got problems and leukemia develops. And then because previously it's the same person and it will be 100% match. Yeah, another reason is a sibling. Right? Maybe the, uh, the, the, the sister, the brother uh, got leukemia and there are chances that, high chances that the bone marrows will be matched. Right? And if you have a store one, then it's like your younger brother uh, 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 saying the uh, this uh, elder brother or elder sister, mm-hmm. right? So that is uh, for the sibling sibling mm-hmm. use or uh, someone that in the family relationship is close because mm. yeah. you are likely to have a close match. Yeah, yeah, because they come from like maybe the same uh, grandparents, right? So uh, genetically, mm-hmm. uh, the chances are highest to be mm-hmm. matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what kinds of diseases um, could uh, cord blood uh, be used to treat, and what kinds can't be treated? All right, I mentioned just now. So, is cord blood is used to replace the bone marrow mm-hmm. and call bone marrow transplant, and this cord blood. Obviously, the bone marrow got problems. So, bone marrow problem, uh, related bone marrow problems such as cancer, uh, leukemia, cancer of bone marrow, leukemia, blood cancer, basically, mm-hmm. leukemia, lymphoma, and some uh, genetically related um, blood problem, uh, thalassemia, uh, some of the very rare genetics uh, disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for genetic disorder, of course, uh, you can't use your own uh, cobblet. Because, because you, have you same, already have yeah, the, the same genetics. Mutations. Yeah. So for that, it's using the siblings to save you. Because the sibling may not have the similar genetics uh, come from uh, the parents, right? So in the parents, we have 50-50 chance uh, choosing uh, one chromosome rather than the others. So if you happen to be, uh, you have a few children and all couple is tall and one children got the genetic problem and others are healthy so you can use the coplets uh, from the brother and uh, been transplanted or change the bone marrow mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so presumably this is a decision that parents make um, before or during pregnancy definitely before the baby yeah. is born right yeah yeah um, definitely because uh, the because they have to do some screening for all the mothers when they sign, uh, they sign the uh, consent saying that, okay, yeah, I wish to store. So they have to do a screening first, uh, make sure that um, this, uh, the mother doesn't have a transmitted disease, right? Yeah, and when the mother is healthy, no transmitted disease, doesn't carry any viruses, uh, and this cord blood uh, will be collected in the hospital after delivery and being stored in the cryobank 
Mm. Yeah. The um during delivery itself, right? During delivery, but of course in the delivery ward, the nurse and the doctor's attention actually is on the baby. Once the baby is uh, uh, delivered, then they climb the uh, the cord, umbilical cord, and then we use the needles to poke in the vein. So the cord has one vein and two artery. The vein is a is a bigger one, and there's more blood inside there. So they get access, and the blood in the vein will drain into a bag, and this bag got anticoagulant, so the blood will not clot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. before they bring to the lab and further process. Mm. So where do typically people um, bank or store this caught blood? What are the options that are available for people in Malaysia? Right in, in Malaysia, so we have uh, we have the public banking, which is uh, handled by. Uh, this uh, Pusat Negara, right? Pusat Daran Negara. Yeah, Pusat Daran Negara. And uh, we have the uh, private uh, private companies that uh, do this type of service, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So uh, we have options. Either want to go for the publics or go for the private. But when you go for the public, that means that is not your property. Although uh, you don't have to pay anything, but you, so, you also cannot uh, demand later because it may use... Uh, before even you know it, right? But if you keep it private, because you pay for it, so it's your private property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they will keep for you. You mm-hmm. are the only one who can say when you want to take it out and use it. Mm. So the mm. public is exactly the same as when you donate blood. When you go to, uh, let's say, where they have blood donation drives, you donate yes. your blood, it all goes to Pusat Dara Negara. Yes, And that's exactly. for common, uh, for everyone's, for a public use, right? Yeah. Um, call us if you have questions about court blood banking. We'll be continuing the conversation uh, on the other side of the break to look at what happens um, in a situation, for instance, uh, what happened recently with CellSafe International seeking liquidation where customers have to now move their um, stored cord blood or maybe there may be other situations where um, people who store cord blood uh, want to do this kind of transfer process. What is involved in that procedure to ensure the integrity of the cord blood is preserved? We'll continue that discussion with Associate Professor Dr. Chua Kien Hui, lecturer at the Department of Physiology at the Faculty of Medicine, University Kebangsaan Malaysia. You can call us at 03 WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be right back on Health and Living, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, T. Shaoik, and my guest in the studio with me today, Associate Professor Chua Kien Hui, lecturer at the Department of Physiology at the Medical Faculty, University Kebangsaan, Malaysia. We're discussing court but court blood banking and the transfer process. Um, You know, what we covered earlier before the break was about what is court blood and why uh, it can play a role in um, certain diseases that may develop later on um, related to uh, bone marrow problems and uh, how it could be stored, um, you know, when it is extracted from the umbilical cord uh, during the baby's birth. Um, Call us if you have questions about this issue. Our number is 03-7733-2900. You can also WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. So what prompted this discussion is partly because there was news several months ago 
about court blood banking company called Cell Safe International that was seeking liquidation. So um, just uh, from what you know uh, of uh, what has been public knowledge regarding this development, Prof, um, what have Cell Safe International's customers uh, been asked to do with their samples? What options have been given to them? Um, okay. Uh, well, if uh, I assume that the uh, individuals that will keep their corporates uh, in one company and then want to, let's say, they want to transfer to another company. For whatever reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. for whatever reason or transfer to uh, recipients there in the hospital, right? Uh, we, in the companies, we will need to take out the corporate, which is already stored in the tank, right? The procedures, uh, when uh, right at the moment that when you remove them, um, and to reach to the entity, to the next entity that either to store or to use it. So the entire step or process of removing until put it back, right, the temperature is very crucial to be controlled, as well as most of the uh, corporate sample is keeping in a plastic container, either it's in a valve or either in a, in a bag. Um, and under liquid nitrogen's uh, very cold uh, temperature storage is 190, 190 to one negative 190 to negative 196. So it's very, very cold, right? With this temperature, when you remove the bag or remove the sample into the ambient temperature, it will be very fast that the temperatures uh, rise, right? So with that, they must have a very fast and specific method Okay, validated methods for the sample for the bags to transfer to another entity, to either to the hospital or to the another company, right? So this whole whole process uh, must be uh, fully the integrity must be fully validated, and to uh, to keep the sample safe, as well as when they remove a sample from the uh, from the bank, they are keeping it in the tray, so which means other people's sample is there, yeah. So I could imagine that the cases like this, when you remove one and you're searching for the next, the second one, the third one, the fourth one. The first one, I think, um, not much problem. But however, subsequently, when you, when you repeat that more, it's just like you are trying to search something from your freezer. So imagine those things that in outside, right? Yeah, so it will be dangerous. Yeah, and the temperature once they rise, uh, the stem cell will have a problem. So... And when you store it back, um, the cells may die. Mm. Yeah, so they defeat the purpose of uh, preserving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are there best practices um, that companies as well as um, whoever is handling it must follow? Yeah, there are standard operation procedures that um, from governments, uh, from WHO, how you should handle the samples that when you're transferring. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they are, they are, the, 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 the main thing is how you're able to keep the temperature in mm. the correct one, minus 190 to 196. So that is uh, very crucial. Yeah, if they are, When the temperature is rises, when it's been tall, so that is very bad for the cell. So uh, it basically dies, right? The cells die. Yeah, because once uh, you thaw it and you freeze it again, yeah, they can't... Uh, because the, the freezing step and the thawing step is totally different yeah for for storage when you want to bring down the temperature from the room temp you need a device 
Yeah, you need a device to bring down one degree Celsius in every minute. Yeah, so so that 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 take a few hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but to thaw, you're supposed to thaw it as fast as possible. Yeah, you sh- you should thaw it with a 37 uh, uh, buffer system, so it could quickly rise. The reason is because we want to escape the ice crystal formations uh, step because ice crystal formation ice we know water expand when change to uh, from a liquid conditions uh, to uh, 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 to the solid. Yeah, so we we want we want the process to be like that so that we avoid ice crystal formation because ice crystal formation you can cut through the cells and the cell die. Th- okay. That that is the process why tall and freeze need to be very specific. Mm, that is very clear. Yeah. So when the cells die, basically, then the cord blood can't be used anymore for what, whatever purpose. Yeah, the mm. cells must be remain, the stem cells must remain alive, mm-hmm. right? Um, and only they can perform. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you want the cells, once they sit into the bone marrow, sit into the uh, to the bone, and they are able to be alive and multiply to generate more more cells, obviously it's a... Blood cells, right? Mm. Yeah. So how would we be able to determine whether the sample has been properly preserved throughout the whole process? Because are these things that are these changes things that you can see with the naked eye? Uh, would the samples be unwittingly, you know, sort of restored without knowing uh, that there have been damage uh, to to the to the samples? Uh, and under the standard operation procedure, for any process that removing on storage, yeah, you should have the temperatures real time in monitoring, yeah. So and the real time monitor system is uh, uh, is together with uh, uh, alarm system. So that means the alarms will tell you when the temperature is uh, beyond the range that allowed, mm-hmm. right? Your and and they also have a procedure once the alarms uh, sign. Uh, come out. So what you should do? So you shouldn't continue the process, and you must do immediate process that to cool it down, uh, or to stop your transfer process. Mm. Yeah. So they should have uh, the entire protocol and the record. So the best is a real time record. So you could able to see the fluctuation of the temperature. Mm. Yeah. Definitely, the temperature uh, will will fluctuate or will will go up and go down later when you keep in more, you put in more liquid nitrogens. Mm. Yeah, but that process is uh, fully uh, checked and monitored uh, through a real-time device. Mm. So presumably, if customers are looking at this option of transferring it to another facility, um, that those very, very stringent uh, SOPs have to be followed this is definitely going to incur some amount of cost. Uh, what do you know about that, Prof? Yeah. What kind of cost? Well, definitely when you transfer, because they need to come with a specific equipment, right? Um, saying beyond the risk that need to take, right? Uh, the, the plastic container can, can break, right? Because it's under very cold conditions. And uh, I would imagine that the equipments that uh, the transporter need to uh, need to bring in, the liquid nitrogen, small liquid nitrogen, uh, uh, consume. Uh, the uh, the longer distance you travel, the longer times that you keep, right? Uh, definitely, uh, the cost is higher. Yeah, perhaps those company involved in the transfer of the uh, sample, um, they will have a specific charge, right? It can be from few hundred to few thousands. Yeah. 
That's right. Mm. Uh, in fact, from my research online, um, another private cord blood storage facility has uh, sort of listed out what costs customers may expect if um, those who banked at CellSafe were looking to transfer to another facility. And that transfer fee alone, including transportation, Provision of necessary space, administrative and service charges is estimated at 1,500 ringgit per child. Uh, and then there's the annual storage fee of uh, 290 ringgit per child, I think. Yeah, so th- there, there are a lot of costs to be considered there. Um, so coming back again to still looking at preserving the conditions and therefore the integrity of, of the court blood, um, who actually oversees or audits these processes? Uh, is there an authority or, or is it uh, down to the private facility that's doing it? In, in Malaysia, it's under the CCAP. CCAP is under Ministry of uh, Health. So the, the company will need to apply the license and the license is being, they need to renew every two to three years and you need to comply. Um, and these are the authorities that will check uh, if your procedure uh, is uh, fully compliant with the standard, right? The standard, uh, they have various protocols that they come and check whether your record of the storage is okay, whether the equipment is enough, how is your, uh, uh, throughout the years, uh, your temperature fluctuation, whether they're very stable. When you do uh, transfer, <clears throat> whether every transfer uh, is doing properly, right? And either transfer in or transfer out. So all these procedure, all these record. So they are procedure, they are record, as well as the the does the staff in been well trained? Do they have any uh, specific um, uh, this uh, uh, certification? Um, are they uh, how to assure that they are well trained and retrained? And every year, what are the courses that they taking? So these are the whole things that uh, as the Ministry of Health they will. Uh, they will look at it, they will supervise. Yeah. Mm. So from a consumer's perspective, for us to know whether any particular facility uh, is up to those standards, the first thing we want to look at is whether they have the CCAP uh, um, certification. Right. Is right. that right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, according to, uh, again, information that is available online, um, customers that sell, sell Safe International have one other option, which is to basically terminate the storage. So if um, in any situation, generally as well, if customers choose to terminate storage of their cord blood, um, what actually is done with those um, samples? What is a proper way to dispose of them? Or um, would they be disposed of? Have to, because the is a, is a biological sample. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have... Uh, we have uh, specific regulations. All the biological samples are how to expose. So uh, it's a process called incineration. So because we take all biological sample uh, is uh, risk, is um, like possible of uh, transferring diseases or what, right? So with that biological sample, you need to incinerate, meaning that burn off, right? Mm. Yeah. So that that is the final stage of whatever samples that uh, been discarded, mm-hmm. yeah, been terminated, been discarded. But uh, I would advise maybe uh, the the company. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. May, they may need to provide uh, more than one options, right? Uh, one of the options you mentioned just now is uh, transferring to another company. Mm-hmm. But what about the self safe itself? Uh, could able to um, seeking for someone that 
uh, who can continue the services mm. or someone who taking over the company. Mm. And uh, well, this will uh, uh, this uh, cut off the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because then, Rather in than the hopes that the the services will continue. Yeah. If the mm. services continue, meaning that the sample don't need to remove, yeah. and the entire process taking risk of uh, transferring and extra charges uh, can be safe. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. uh, I I do think that will be a better option. So, mm. so I hope the companies will able to look for these options that uh, could be available, mm. right, for uh, all their clients mm. rather than. Uh, so-called like forcing them to mm. go into other place, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, which mm. incurs a lot of costs. Yes, and yes, Obviously, yes. a lot of uh, stress. Uh, yeah, a lot of psychological stress as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have some interesting questions from a listener here, so I'm gonna divert a little bit and address these. Um, there have been breakthroughs in using stem cells to grow new organs in studies with animals. How far away are we from being able to do this for humans? Uh, right, just uh, the stem cell actually got mainly two types. It's a hematopoietic stem cell from cord blood, uh, which is uh, dealing with all the blood diseases, blood cancers, blood diseases, genetic disorder. Another type of stem cell is called mysenchymal stem cell. And these stem cells are in the water jerry or in the cord tissue. And these cord tissue stem cells, they are able to generate to become different type of organ, such as can make a a new skin, a new cartilage, a new bone, new heart tissue, new liver, new kidney. Mm. Yeah, these are the possibility. Mm. Uh, currently, some uh, the current usage in the clinical trial, right? Um, they use these stem cells uh, for various degenerative disease uh, treatments. Uh, like if you have uh, old heart, right? They are degenerated already. So stem cell is used for regenerative to make it young again. This is called regenerations, right? Yeah, and then they have this uh, capability and ability. But to making a new organs, we, up to now, we're only able to use stem cells to make a simple organ. Simple organ meaning that one type of single cell, like making a new bone, yes, because it's just a bone cell. Mm. Making a new cartilage, yes, because you just need a chondrocyte, which is a cartilage cell. Mm. But you're talking about make a new heart because the heart actually got multiple different types of cells. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then that is much more difficult, whereby you still need maybe 10 years mm. To, mm. To, to, to achieve that. But yeah. the simple single-celled organs, um, are we doing that for humans? It's a human cell, definitely it will generate a human tissue. As in it's being done? It's being done in the treatments in the clinical trials. Some of uh, some countries already uh, established mm. the techniques and already can be used in the hospital. Ah, yeah. okay, very exciting. Yeah. Second question from the listener. Can we culture the embryonic stem cells from the cord blood to increase the amount for different and multiple uses? And can this be done during the preservation stage? Well, in cord, in cord blood, either the MSC or the cord blood cell, stem cell itself, uh, they are already past the embryonic stage. So embryonic stage is only able to harvest when they are still in the uh, zygote, like oh. 36 cells, 38 cells or 48 cells. Very early on. Very early stage, mm. yeah. But uh, taking the embryonic stem cell, meaning that you also sacrifice the embryo. Oh, yeah, I so see. so that's why there's uh, uh, religions and implications over there, you oh, know. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But, but talking about cord blood, cord blood stem cell or cord tissue stem cell, 
there's a possibility for them to multiply. Of course, this is what well, we are doing in the lab. So we could increase their numbers. Okay, There's a property called renewability. That means they can generate many, the same kind of them. Mm. And then there's a process called differentiation, meaning that we make the stem cell to become a specific tissue. We make them differentiate to become specific tissue. So that is possible. Of course, after the storage, if you want to use it, we could we could thaw it. We could thaw it and then we let them multiply and we can get many of them. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that is from the uh, umbilical cord blood that has been removed. So far is the cord tissue. If uh, umbilical cord blood, right? Uh, they are still uh, in progress. Yeah. In fact, the cord blood itself beside can be used uh, to treat uh, blood cancer or genetic disorder. The current scientific uh, research is going on is to target on the stem cells that generating white cell or the defense cells. And current uh, or one of the technologies that we are developing is called immunotherapy, meaning that we are using the white cell and become very specific white cell to fight against cancer in the adult. Yeah, and the, uh, people will ask if I keep my stem cell, I could keep until how long? Right. Actually. Yeah. If let's say uh, keep for forty years, and forty years, then you have certain type of cancer, and you have your own cord blood still being stored. Yeah. Um, by that time, if the technology is uh, developed well, then you could get this, the 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 cord blood, the cord blood stem cells to generate a lot of uh, immune cell or the white cell or the defense cells, mm. and the defense cell uh, can uh, wipe off or to, it can be used to treat cancer. Mm. Yeah. It's called immunotherapy. Yeah. Mm. But that's still in research at this um, point? Because there are many types of cancer. Yeah. yeah. Some cancer is uh, quite well done, meaning that at the uh, almost at the final stage of uh, clinical trial, and some of it are still in the very early stage. So it's very different from cancer to cancer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So promising. Uh, but what is the shelf life of um, cord blood? How long can you store it for that it will still have its integrity? Yeah. Theoretically, under cryopreservation, the stem cell, they have no activity. That means they're in the sleeping mode. Yeah. Yeah. So they are, uh, assuming that like the people traveling in the space, they are almost using the similar <laughs> principle, right? So uh, with, this, with, with this principle, the stem cell can store for a very, very long time. Mm, yeah. Mm, yep. Um, so coming back to uh, an issue like... Um, what happened with CellSafe International, or we can imagine that um, it might not be an isolated incident uh, and customers or consumers basically just would want to know um, how can they be protected from uh, anything that may potentially jeopardize uh, the cord blood that they have stored, right? So um, what do you think needs to be in place uh, to better protect consumers and uh, their stored cord blood? Oh. Well, very much it depends. Uh, we, we should look at how the companies are operating, right? And uh, who is running the company? Uh, are they able to, uh, I mean, from the technical side as well as uh, from the management side, right? Uh, obviously, like running any company. So uh, if they're capable, the capability, their knowledge, uh, as well as uh, their seriousness of uh, running the business. So... From time to time, yeah. Perhaps one thing I guess is very important is uh, does the company continue communicate with the user or not? So perhaps that 
you could able to uh, identify certain problems, right? Uh, not until after you call for uh, uh, you you store your sample for ten years, suddenly uh, the company send you a love letter saying that uh, sorry we are closing down, right? <laughs> yeah, I I I guess that continued communication is very important. So at least you know uh, the company situations. Uh, they of course the closing down the company is the end this is the end stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But before the closing down, definitely they have some problem, right? Uh, so communications make uh, things uh, uh, better understanding, right? And you have uh, methods and you have uh, methods or you have choices, provide choices uh, for the customer. Mm. Yeah, the current situation is like uh, it has to evacuate everything mm. and, and everybody seems to be like a rush going there to take up their samples and to, to go to other places. Um, so that's not healthy because... We we are so worried that when you remove a sample, like I give you a scenario just now, right? They pulling the tray and then they finding the sample, finding the first sample, finding the second and the third and the fourth. Yeah, so each one, they take time. The first one maybe uh, you spend about one minute, but the second one definitely go for the second or the third minutes. And and imagine if you go for the fifth one, right? Yeah, so they are all exposed in outside. Just like uh, uh, imagine you're trying to search something from your freezer, mm. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because in uh, in more... Perhaps in other normal circumstances, you'd be dealing with one sample at a time. Exactly. Not yeah. a huge uh, group uh, yeah. wanting to sort of take it out and transfer it. Uh, but but um, the bigger picture, Prof, perhaps, um, should we be looking more at public court blood banking uh, as well, sort of uh, improving and uh, building it out in the same way that we try to encourage people to donate blood, we try to encourage people to donate organs, right? Uh, what what do you think of that? Okay, comparing donating blood because blood have a very specific uh, lifespan, mm. right? The donate blood and and donate blood is uh, use it very often. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. before it can expire, it's already used. Yes. A lot of times, actually, we run complaint uh, campaign that asking more people to come and donate That's blood. True. So we don't mm. have the demand is higher than the donor. Well, didn't see any problem there. Um, do- uh, organ donations even very specific, right? So only someone that uh, desperately need and someone wanted to donate. Obviously, when you donate, that means that you are um, at your end stage of your life, right? Well, not necessarily. Yeah. We ask people to pledge, right? So mm-hmm. in the event of their future death, we I know see. that their organs uh, yeah, would yeah. be donated. Yeah, but coming to the stage, that means uh, you are having the donor and and the recipient mm, side by yes, side, right? Yeah. Right. But yeah. cobbler is, is very different because cobbler, you are, you are you're storing for many years. Yeah. yeah many years. So, uh, and the facility is uh, very expensive to keep the facility to replenish the uh, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. So all this very costly. So if there's a public uh, place to keep this corporate, that means they come from um, public fundings, right? Mm. So the government needs to support it uh, or maybe as a, a, a non-profit organizations that they're able to do. But um, who can support this like spending millions every year mm. right yeah. yeah so uh, public will have definitely need to come from the government side mm. yeah. yeah so that's a sort of a bigger question of resources involved there a uh, final message prof uh, 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 take away uh, some advice for listeners who may be affected uh, by something like this uh, okay so uh, my advice uh, in, in my opinions um, try to get the company sorted out the current situation because 
transferring many out uh, from the tank is not uh, advisable because um, your sample may be okay, but you are affecting others that are sitting in the same tank. Mm. So, uh, so we, we, we should consider for others as well, not just uh, our own sample, right? Mm. Yeah, so perhaps uh, a, a, better, a better move is um, uh, someone could continue the services, okay, uh, under self-safe, uh, which are whatever method, right? Uh, and we don't need to transfer out the sample. Yeah, to uh, to not just uh, minimize the uh, the financial uh, pressure, uh, but also uh, eliminate the risk of transferring the sample and it get torn and get spoiling, and, and the sample can't be used anymore. Well, we hope that um, there will be perhaps other interested businesses who will who will take over. I'm not sure how much individual customers can do at this point, but some important information to at least um, be aware of when it comes to transport and transfer of the stored cord blood uh, if you may be affected by this. Thank you so much, Professor. Thank you. Uh, I've been speaking to Associate Professor Chua Kinhui, lecturer at the Department of Physiology at the Medical Faculty, University Kebangsaan Malaysia. This has been Health and Living, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.